AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's episode 50, season 6. Oh, fuck. Season 7. Sorry, levels all fucked. Straight in there. Yeah. Davey. 
Alfie Ward, not Davey Alfie. I'm the only one. <laughs> I don't know. We still record. I thought you fucked it up and you was going to redo that. Uh, nah, don't do anything. Redo anything, really. How are you doing? I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I thought it, literally. I thought it was about to redo. We can that. start again if you want. No, no, this is unsettled. Go, you. No, no, just go with it. Can it's I just ask six. if you can lean forward when right. talking? Otherwise, you, you, you sound like on you're on a sofa. You and you want like us in, to lean forward? Yeah, you sound like you're in a well. Otherwise, well, Chris Miller, hello, Wendy, Coys. How you doing? I'm good. You alright? How's the uh, extra inch going? It's it released last week. Yeah, it was really good. We had a Priya Ramesh John who is just intimidatingly clever for someone so young. Yeah, I have a problem when she I meet people me, really young. Feel very old and very stupid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's amazing, talented. What, very what you talented. done with your finger there? You got a little plaster just around your finger. Just a, a minor gash. <laughs> what? Yeah, a minor gash. What Nothing to worry about. What, chopping onions? Chopping, chopping some veg, yeah. How are you chopping veg to cut your little finger? I uh, wasn't paying attention, mate. Just... Was you concentrating on the football? I, do you know what? I, was, I had the, uh, the evening match on in, in the corner of my eye and there was a chance. I looked up and at that moment just nicked my finger. What's that? And you've you got like a little spider a pin? Spine. Oh yeah, a little... Um, What's that? Just a little insect. It's a beetle. Why is it a little uh, beetle insect as a part? Came with the suit. Oh, it came with a suit. Oh, right. That's a nice, <laughs> it's a nice suit. You look lovely. Nice touch. Thank you. Very yeah, much. How's everything going? It's all right. I'm knackered. I had a bit of a, a bit of a weird weekend. So, I was out for dinner yesterday for a sort of roast lunch with my girlfriend and her parents and some of their family friends. And uh, oh, that's, that's one of the family friends was taken <laughs> ill during the meal. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, I don't know why I'm laughing. I can imagine the commotion. No, what do you mean? So at the start of the meal, everything was great. Yeah. Um, and I, when we first saw them, I hadn't seen him for a while, and I thought, he doesn't look quite... You know when someone just looks a bit peaky, they don't look mm. quite right? And uh, he's an Arsenal fan. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and it was during the Arsenal game. And to sort of try and lighten the mood, I said, oh, he's all right, he's faking it, he just wants to go home and watch the match. Yeah. And then I suddenly thought, if he died now... Yeah, well, yeah that would be bad. I Felt terrible. I couldn't look at him after that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but for the record, he's fine. He's fine. Well, Actually, oh, he's fine. fine. I think he's okay. Um, haven't heard from him today. <laughs> let's assume he's absolutely fine. Uh, have you taken the Arsenal fans' reaction to? I mean, you know, four four losses on the bounce, two against Man City. I know this is obviously a Spurs podcast, but we can't talk about Spurs without even considering the absolute meltdown that they're currently experiencing. Like the the, the geezer who cried on national radio. Oh, like, <clears throat> look, forget football for a second. I know football's really important, you know. I, my, my career is based around football. The fighting cock's based around football. But I don't think Spurs could ever get so bad that I would cry. I'd ring up a national uh, radio station and cry because Arsenal have just lost to Brighton, another Premier League club. It was pathetic. They are pathetic. It's embarrassing. They're just, they're so spoiled. They don't know how to deal with this... Well, it's, not, it's, it's failure in a sense, but compared to a lot of clubs, they're, they're still a successful team. They're still doing well. They're still doing fine. It's not failure. Like it's it, the the way that they are, they're tuned. It is so fucked up. That's what I I, I can't for, for want of a better term. Yeah. It's just the way that they act. Crying on national radio. I went to school with a lot of Arsenal fans. I still follow them on Twitter and stuff like that. They're tweeting stuff like, "I just support football now." It's like they just walk. They're, they're, they're turning their back. Like I was. Um, I did a. I picked up a comedian the other day, uh, Saturday night, and we drove to Portsmouth together. He was an Arsenal fan, and we mm. kind of spoke about football and stuff like that. And he was saying it's not good enough. We've we've won three FA Cups in the last thirteen years. It's not fucking good enough. And I was just sitting there like. 
you're a fucking dickhead. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what you what know? makes it better is they made these little glamour signings <laughs> in the window, thinking that they're going to get them back on track and yeah. that they could put Sanchez to one side and move on with these yeah. new players. And they had that one game where it looked like it was clicking. Nothing so, since. Nothing M- nothing it's because it was Everton, weren't it? Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. what and it they, was. They are it's, horrendous. M- Mkhitaryan um, has lost more games for Arsenal than... No, no, sorry. He lost four games for Arsenal so far. He lost five in his entire career at Man United. That's amazing. Yeah, Bamiyang, the fifty-five million pound wonder kid. You know, wonder kid, but you know, incredible forward, and and no doubt he is very good forward. Um, Fifty-five million pound lost against Spurs three times this year, or been part of a club that's lost against three three times this year. It's beautiful. For Um, the record, I'm loving every second. Oh, absolutely! Like loving. uh, A Spurs mate of mine said the other day, like. How is Wenger still in a job? You know, like because the only two teams in the football league that have lost more games this year, they both set their managers. How, like, how is he hanging on to this job? Long may it continue. Like, long may it continue because yeah. I'm loving Arsenal fan TV. I'm loving just the meltdown. Do, do you still watch it? Do you still watch I, it after I do. they lose? I watch like someone like a, like an online video, like the Lab Bible will chop up. The yeah. good bits. I don't sit there and watch ten minute videos of everyone. I used but, to watch it all, but now, yeah, now I, wa- I watch like now. a highlight be, of the good bits. I can't even be bothered with any of this now. No, uh, it's just, great. No, just watching them absolutely have a meltdown and yeah, like you know, it's the same cool. the same meltdown every week. Well, right? well the guy. Well, that's why I think the guy crying on national radio was quite a breath of fresh air. It's a new level. Yeah, it was a new level. Yeah, it? yeah. Okay. And you know, like even even Ian Wright. He if, if you saw, I saw a live stream of of. of the studio. Well, Welcome it. Yeah, and uh, well, it was okay. I didn't see it live, but I saw a I video know. of the yeah. studio. And Ian Wright, I wasn't sure if he was agreeing or he was cringing. <laughs> like I wasn't. Well, sure. Apparently, he got quite emotional as well. I don't, I'm not sure if he cried or anything like that. But you know, what, one of the things about this guy on this radio show, the, the phone in that he did, he goes, he goes. It's like they don't, they don't know what it means to wear the red and white shirt. This is exactly what it means. The player's not giving a shit, not really buying into the whole fucking philosophy around the football club. This is the result. Like, you can spend your way through it. You can get a great manager and great players, and that will hide the fact that you're a weird little football yeah. club who don't have any of the traditions and solid foundations on which the football club's built. But the minute it starts to go wrong, it all goes to shit. Yeah. This is, they do understand what it means to wear the red and white, because this is it. If, if, if there's nothing on the football pitch, then there's nothing at Arsenal at all. They are just making up the numbers. They're a club built on on on, on bad foundations. They're 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 a, a, a franchise. They're, they're the only franchise club in in in, in England. And, and, when, and a franchise it's, doesn't have any soul. Like, Subway, like a, a franchise doesn't have any soul. Lo- loads no. of loads of subways. Loads of subways. All yeah. of them are franchise. They don't have the soul yeah. of the company. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, um, I think they're thirteen points behind us now. They yeah. are, which is yeah. staggering. And they've got. I think. I think I'm right in saying they've got Watford next week. And it's one of those fixtures. You look at it, and you go, oh, that's, "Well, they'll they'll get three points there, and they'll they'll catch up a bit. Literally, it, it won't be thirteen points." But yeah, like you say, you just said that about Brighton, and they lost to Watford earlier in the season. They're at that point now where you can actually see them losing to anyone. You can actually see any team in the league beating Arsenal at the moment. They're so soft-centred and weak-willed. There's just nothing there. And, you know, they might go on and beat Watford 6-0 and Aubameyang might score a hat-trick and Mkhitaryan might score a couple and that's, that's them getting back on track. But they're be, just that'd be likely false. to lose. Be, if they won 6-0 against Watford, that's false. Like, I would it, never... Papers I, over I, the cracks. Papers over exactly. the cracks. I wouldn't sit there and think, 
oh, this is it they're now. Fixed. They're fixed. I would just think, you know, they've come against a but, Watford team that are a bit in transition and a bit kind of not great at the moment. Even the people that wanted Wenger to stay are now saying, that's it now. He's got, he's actually, he's got to go. There's no reason the, to the, keep him. There is no other job in, in, in world football where he would stay now. No. It's, no. it's gone. It's, it, and he's coming out with really weird statements today. And look, look, the only reason why we're spending so much time on this is because it's funny. It's great. It's like, great. Because we, we've had years, I decades. Loved, I'm loving every second of it. Like, decades of being behind them. Decades, though. And, 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 now, and now it's like... But this is reality for you. This is reality for most football fans. All right? I mean, we, everyone goes through this period. What goes around comes around, but they, you know, they've had their time on top, and now they just they don't know how to take so not be in that club. And it's great. Like, do you think that if if Spurs had lost three 0 in the cup final four days later, there would only half the only half the supporters that have bought tickets had turned up no, to no, the stadium. Absolutely not. Exactly not. It's a it's, it's a fake. They're a fake football club. Do you know, a, a, a friend of mine, um, we were really good mates at university, he's lost touch pretty much you know, for the last 10 years, we haven't spoke a great deal. But he, he texts me on um, after the game and says, you must be loving this. And I, you know, I don't get a great deal of like, one-on-one digging Gunas out or anybody out. I don't, I don't feel, I don't get anything out of that. I don't, it's, it's, not, it's just not who I am. Um, you know, from a distance, I can laugh at them and I will. But in this instance, I'm like, I'm not going to dig him out when he's at his lowest kind of thing, footballing sense. Um, and he said, I remember something you said to me when uh, Gary Doherty scored the header. Campbell went off injured, Vieira threw him off the pitch, got, went injured and Arsenal went on and won, I think it was a semi-final of the FA yeah, Cup, was, yeah. 2-1. And he said that you said, <laughs> he said, you said, you said to me, every dog has his day, which isn't a profound statement at all, but he remembers it. And now he's like, what, like... He kind of what was the part of the reason why we didn't speak much is because he really gloated once when Spurs uh, lost four one to Arsenal in the League Cup final, and I didn't really speak to him much after that. He uh, he he said he come back to me and said like you said every dog has his day, and they do like football like Man City when they're in League Two, you would never have expected them to be what they are now, and I get that they've got it in false means, and you know there's been a lot of financial dope in there, but. It is what it is, you know. A club that's in League One or League Two yeah. back in the day can now dominate Europe, and they probably will go they, on to do that. They, uh, they, I, I tipped City to win the Champions League. It's sad, isn't it? But I remember when we lost four three to them in the in the cup when they had ten men. Mm. And I remember my uh, uncle who took me at the time. He looked at half time. Was it Greenham up at half time? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Joe Barton sent off. Joe Barton was sent off, and uh, he said, I almost feel sorry for Man City. <laughs> I swear, at half time. That's Spurs. And that's so Spurs, isn't it? It was at the time. <laughs> uh, Chris Goff on Twitter, he says, Does the weekend any, um, get any more perfect than a Tottenham win followed by West Ham, Woolwich, and Chelsea loss? Disgusting. How much of your enjoyment watching football and Spurs is. Um, controlled by the results of other of our rivals, uh, a large proportion of it, I would say. I'd say. It's a, <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to say that. No, I no, really, like, um, no, I, I agree. If, I, no, if, I agree. If yeah. we win less, because I'm not so bothered. As long as we keep winning, then fine, and I'm, I'm happy and I'm content. If we lose, then all I'm doing is focusing on the other teams around us and our rivals and hoping that they lose or something embarrassing happens to them or they pick up a red card or an injury or something just looking like grasping at straws finding something to salvage the weekend a little bit well yeah but that's that's it that's you're looking at that in in the terms of we've we've dropped points you know and you want people around you to drop points 
but in terms of like when we win and they lose, it's the perfect weekend. That's oh, it. Yeah, you, can, you can't you can't argue more than than that. Like it's just the perfect weekend. Speaking of Spurs winning, we had a, a Hunmin Song masterclass. I mean, how special is that guy? He scored two goals against Huddersfield. Um, he's he's uh, it's almost like he's unfancied even now, and he, he isn't. He's clearly one of our best forward players, but he's he spent time on, on the Suds bench this year. Um, he did last year. He scored twenty goals in in all competitions. I think more than that actually last year. He's already reached his league tally that he did last year in this season already. Um, he's important to us. Isn't he? Yeah, and I think Poch has managed him incredibly over the last few weeks. He had a, a bit of a dip in form, and he just wasn't quite looking himself. He was not taking on players so much. He was shying away. Um, he seemed to have just lost that sort of spark that he had. So he was taken out for a few games, and Lamelo came in and did a good job, did a really good job against Juventus and was looking good. Um, and so Son was rotated into the games that were kind of the easier games in uh, air quotes. And now he's come back and he looks like a man possessed again. He's The way he tore that fullback to shreds, for the chance he created for Kane um, early on, I think it was the Kane, um, at the start, he absolutely tore his fullback to shreds. I was not even going to try and attempt the, to name that Huddersfield fullback because he's got so many consonants. His name I don't even are, know who he's talking about. cannot pronounce his name. Um, but he had him on toast for the whole match. He was brilliant on his movement for his goal. Obviously, amazing cross from Kane, which we'll probably talk about in a second. But yeah. the movement from Son to steam past his man—he saw he saw the opportunity really early, and he steamed past his man to find the perfect position to plant that header in the corner. Um, he just looked back to it his was, best. It, it was, was really an incredible goal, but before that, there was a moment in the first half where he had four or five players around him, oh, and he used his, It was about five minutes, six minutes in. It was really early. Wasn't glorious. It? Yeah. And Quick it was feet. just. But you, could you oh. imagine, like, just just to get it in perspective, because as Spurs fans, we we watch it every week and we realise that we see these moments and understand how good these players are. But for a, an opposing fan, when they start to finally pick up on the fact that it, it ain't Ericsson, it's not Deli Ali, it's not Harry Kane, it's yeah. also Son, yeah. and now when, Lucas as well. And, and Luke, well, we hope that if Lucas can replicate anything that Son's done in the last twelve months, we've got an incredible signing there. I'm sure he will because. He looks very good. He does. Um, I don't want to talk too much about it because we just don't know yet. Because Holtby looked amazing yeah. Yeah. against Norwich in his debut. But you know, but what, that that moment where he, where Son was surrounded by players, and he isn't a player that in in um, in close quarters in the same way that Modric, Dembele, perhaps. Um, he's he's more. I'm not comparing him to Bale, but in terms of when he's got his but what his, his attributes are about speed and power. And trickery, and Bale had the same sort of thing. And I'm not saying that Son is Bale; he's not. They're different type of players. But the way he took that on, and just with a quick kind of flick of the feet, he just took out four players. And you know how much like what his teammates would absolutely love that when he's kind of bursting through. He's taking out four players. Their defensive. There's more than four. I'm sure it was four surrounding him, and he took another two on his way. He took about six players on. That was such a. Without sounding like a like a massive. NFL fan or anything like that. Such a low percentage play. <laughs> it was. It really was. <laughs> it was. Yeah. He, he had no right to get out of that situation, and he did. The Asian bow, is that what you're saying? I think so. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why not? I mean, he's got to be one of the best players to come out of the East in many, many years. Uh, you you one can't. Of the best ever. Uh, you, you, one of the best ever. I agree with Wendy. Like, one of the best ever to come out of 
He's so fucking happy with it. And he loves it, Lovely doesn't he? Lovely guy. He seems so nice. Talking about the uh, the cross from uh, Kane, he, he, that quote, I mean, it's incredible. Like, I was talking to Matt today, Huddersfield fan, um, and he said that the difference between the Premier League, certainly the top half of the Premier League, and the Championship is that when Kane picked that ball up, it was there was no issue. There was no problem. But when we played Spurs, he had a... He picked up like a... It was like... He was he was he was he was crashing just over out. the halfway yeah, line. Yeah, just and he, first got it. and he pushed it forward, and you don't expect anything. We didn't expect anything. And he pinged that ball across. But that that he did that deliberately, didn't he? Like he oh. was facing towards the touchline. I think deliberately to make it look like he was going nowhere to lull them into a false sense of security. It was like rope dope. Yeah. Let them think that I'm going nowhere. But in my peripheral vision, I know that Son's busting a gut to make that move from the far post. It was very. It was precise. So he it must was have very Beckham esque. Beckham at Madrid when he would have uh, Ronaldo. Uh, was it Ronaldo? Yeah. yeah, of course it was. Mm. And and you, he would just kind of no, know. No, it, it wasn't Ronaldo. It was um, it, um, no. like Guti. It was that no, era. Yeah. It was way before Ronaldo. It doesn't no, no, I'm talking about Old Fat Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was. I thought you were talking about the Ronaldo. No, no. The Ronaldo <laughs> is Fat Ronaldo. Who, when you say Ronaldo, who do you think of? Well, think of Cristiano. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm no. walking out. I'm <laughs> look, by look, we're, we're, you think of Cristiano, both of you. Well, no, when I say Ronaldo, just sit down, sit down. No, because I'm fucking fuming at that. No, 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 I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Like, I understand the, the, the original Ronaldo is the proper Ronaldo, but you can. No, have, you I'm, can, I'm fucking fuming. Sorry, but you can't. You can't no, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm not done. sure that Beckham I'm, and Ronaldo played together at Real. I'm. I'm pretty sure they did. Should we move I on? I can't remember. But Beckham used to pick up. These early crosses, like these early, yeah, crosses, it was very, very like that. Yeah, it was very. That was but that's what Kane like. Kane is a centre forward. I know. Like how how can you be that good? That's all Beck, Beckham built a career off being able to whip an early, a, a perfect early ball in like Chris, that. You, you, you talked to a lot, a lot about um, Kane playing number ten in his in his early days. Uh, you know, in our youth team, and and was it his distribution and his ability to find the pass that made you think that he was a number ten? Or? Yeah, yeah. Um, I say the vision. He always had. He always saw the game early. He sort of knew what was happening before it happened, which made me think that eventually he would drop and become a number ten. And then obviously I got that wrong because he's become. One but of the he's taken attributes of a number ten into he's his got a bit number of, nine. He's definitely role. got a bit. Of, and, and if he did play number ten for whatever reason, so say we signed an amazing number nine and you had to accommodate Kane as ten, you know we wouldn't do that. But he could do it, and he could do it better than most other number tens in the Premier League. Mm. Probably all of them, to be honest. He's that good. He's, he's, so, he's so versatile. Like, I tweeted just after that cross, like, Kane is the best player in the Premier League. And what, It's either him or Salah or three, De Bruyne. De Bruyne yeah. Yeah. Them three no, together. Kane is the best player in the Premier League. I mean... No, Kane is the best player in the okay. Premier League. Uh, I mean, because he, he can play... Salah is, is a very different player with the low centre of gravity and the, the way he takes on a man and stuff like and that. And Salah is, is amazing and I really hope he has a good World Cup so Real Madrid come in and, uh, and buy him. But Kane, as an all-round footballer, is the best player in the Premier League. And De Bruyne is world-class, amazing as well, but you couldn't put De Bruyne as a centre-forward and, and he wouldn't perform like Kane. Now you could put Kane as a number ten or just behind, and he would maybe not perform to the the level of De Bruyne, but would do a, f- a, do- a, a job. very very good job. And that's what makes Kane the best player in the Premier League. We've got a question from Mister J Yid. He says, uh, "Do you believe Davies is playing ahead of Rose due to form, or the fact that Poch hasn't forgotten or forgiven Rose after what he said, and has no future at the club?" 
I do, still don't think Rose is fully fit. I mean, just from looking at him, the way he's played, he still doesn't look quite right. He has bursts of, ga- of half an hour in a game where he looks back to his old self and he'll do well and he'll take a man on and he'll, he looks pumped. But he, ha- he doesn't look like the consistent Rose we saw last year. But also, Davis has just got really, really good. He's grown so, so much uh, as a player. Outside of uh, Son, I, I thought Davis was our best player. He was superb, yeah. He was so yeah. good. He's, like, he's very reliable. And not just that, he was committed. Yeah. Like, the, there was a couple of challenges that if it was a second late, there would probably have been red cards. Like, he, was, he, he flew in, but got it right, timed it right. I can't tell you how much, how, how much he's, he's, he's improved. He's pushed on so much. Like, like, if you had a choice, Dave, right? If you had a choice between Rose and Davies starting now, and it's a great choice to have because they're both quality. And Rose is, again, probably one of our better players against Rochdale. We had a good team, but Rose is showing glimpses of getting back to his form himself. But there's no route into that team with Davies playing the way he is, I, I think. Yeah, no, 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 you're correct. Like, if, if, you, if you came to me now and said for Juve on, on who, who are you going to pick, it's, it's Davies. Yeah. Yeah, of course it is. And there's also something in Son playing on the left with Davies behind, whereas... Rose would want to be in the space that Son's in. Davies is happy to let him have that space, and Davies is intelligent enough to make runs inside and pick up the ball inside, so he can be there to recover the ball and then find Son again, whereas I think Rose would be treading in the same ground as Son. So I think they complement each other really nicely, and that gives us nice balance on that side, actually. I'll, I think they'll probably start those two against Juve. Um, Trippier start and... I think Son and Davies will play, and oh, I think okay. Lamella will be on the bench this time. I think time. so as well. And I think Trippier will start, but only because he played Aurea. Probably, but yeah. Aurea did have a really good game again against. Oh uh, yeah, had a great game. So yeah. Mandzukic was—he—he uh, he, he played in the first leg, and Aurea did well against him. Uh, obviously, they—they they have this tactic where they play a diagonal ball out to the, to to left, and Mandzukic is typically kind of a target number nine, and he's playing out wide because he can he can play with his feet, but. You put a fullback up against Mandzukic, and you're going to lose it nine times out of ten. In the in the reverse leg, he actually did all right, Aurea. Um, it was Aurea, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Aurea. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So so he, 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 can you forget? Of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's just for, for a flash, I'd like a second doubt that I was talking about a, a different game. That, he, he, listen, I, I I don't I I don't think on Wednesday an hour before kickoff when that that starting line comes up. I don't think I would be fussed either way. And I, I know there is a lot of hate for Aurier and he's rash and don't get me wrong and he does go to ground think, because he's positionally think, yeah. he's not great and he, you know, it's like, he reminds, a bit like Dawson. People used to love Dawson though because Dawson would make these last ditch sliding tackles. That's amazing. When did you ever see King make a last ditch sliding tackle? Only very rarely when he necessarily needed to because his positional was too good, mm. Right. And Aurier at the moment is in the Dawson ilk where he's having to make last-ditch sliding tackles because he's positionally is bad and he's not reading the game well enough. Now, I think that you can fix that and I think that you've got a good player there, but at the moment he is being too rash, you know? Yeah. But, again, people are being harsh on him. They are. There is a lot of hate for Aurier. There is a lot of hate. There is a lot, there is a lot of hate, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've and, been quite surprised that the... Um, but, but it's like, it comes down to... Um, it comes down to like, but, but Dawson would be very rash like that. Dawson, I love Dawson. Don't get me wrong, because he loved the show. He seems more he, controlled than than, than Aurier is at the time. But that's it. Wow, he, he plays I, very much on I, the edge, doesn't he, the Aurier? And that's I think and some, that's, that scares but, people. Don't, don't, 
Don't tell me Dawson never did that. Dawson was always last ditch tackles. The difference is we've gone up a level now, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. And, and we've had Walker last year. He was just absolutely exceptional. And then people just expected Trippier to... People had this vision that Trippier would be better than um, Walker, and obviously he's not. But he did, he's done very well in, in, at times this year, Trippier. And so there's, a, there is a, there's genuine competition on the right. Like you say, I don't think there'll be... I Personally, I'm not too bothered who plays either of them. I'm not too bothered who plays out of Davies and Rose, and I'm not too bothered who plays out of Son and Lamella, and I think that's a wonderful position to be in where we've yeah. got genuine options mm. in key areas of the pitch. The one position I am slightly concerned about is central midfield because we absolutely need Dembele, and we probably need Dyer alongside him, yeah. which means we have to play four at the back, and Juventus have switched in the last game to, I think the last two games, to a back three. And potentially we could have two Juventus strikers against our back four or back two if you, in the way we play, which is a concern. No, it's not a concern because, it, I mean, with, with Dyer, if Dyer say we say Dyer plays central midfielder in a back four, he's so good at f- slipping in. We could, we could go from back three to back four, uh, no, it's three centre-backs to two centre-backs, very, 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 you know, but seamlessly. If you're setting up as a back four, then you have restrictions about how quickly you can shift. And I think we're going to need two men on um, Dybala, basically, for the whole game. So he, it looks fit. like he's going to lead the line. Because Higuain, I'm not sure if he's going to be fit or not. 50-50, isn't he? Yeah, so he is. Then... He'll probably play up front with Dybala. is one of the best players in Europe, right? Let's not beat around the bush. There. I agree too. But yeah. I suppose, so just to quickly caveat that, there's a, a lady called Mina Rizuki who um, got it very wrong with Salah, saying that he weren't, he weren't all out when he joined Liverpool. <laughs> But he also says she, she also says that uh, Dybala is kind of a flat track bully. Apart from a couple of decent Champions League goals, she says that he does well against teams that aren't equipped to deal with that level of quality. Lukaku, obviously, perhaps he scored. He scored at the weekend in his first weekend last week in his first game back. Does he even be fit him? enough to deal with us? I mean, I, 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 I just. I mean, he's he's obviously it's a worry him coming back because he's, he's quality. Any any quality player playing against your team, you're going to worry about. But I really think that the way Vertonghen and Sanchez have been playing, and the, you know that 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 bond they seem to be having right now, you know, I wouldn't. I'm not too worried. I'm not too worried in the fact whoever we come against. I feel like they're two good enough centre backs, and I know obviously Aldebaro is not going to be fit. But That's a pity, isn't it? Because he seemed to be coming back, and then he got that second seems, injury. It seems like he's he's pulled up again, and you've I, seen you've seen uh, like a hamstring kind of curtail a lot of great careers in football. Like you think of Michael Owen, um, is is uh, out of our old Michael Owen was a knee, wasn't it? No, I'm pretty sure it was a ha- well, hamstrings what took he his did speed. It, but, uh, like a, he had a cruciate, but he had a cruciate yeah, in yeah. England. But it took, know, yeah, that's right. But he, his hamstring took his speed, and hamstring injuries are like prone. Um, it's a shame for Alvaro that that's happening. It's a great that the fact that we've managed to cope without him. Um, Allegri uh, made some strange, well, I say strange comments, but he made comments about our defence and the most comical and kind of crazy that our defence has been in recent times has been against Juve. That first ten minutes was fucking mental, and we were watching it going, we don't know what's going on here. And I, th- I take some comfort in the fact that he thinks that we're a shambles at the back. Because he mentioned about the difference between Lazio and Tottenham is that Lazio can defend properly. We can defend properly. We have. It's mind games. 
That's mind games. Is it, is it that's mind, mind games. games? What do you think? I think it must be mind games. I think he, he must know. Yeah. He, yeah. I mean, he, he said this before the first leg, and if he said it after the first leg, then fair enough. You know, he's we were Keystone cops in the first fifteen minutes. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. embarrassing. Uh, and then you know, Ori has made that challenge to give away the penalty as well. So yeah, there are arguments that we were we lost our heads a bit defensively. But this season, and certainly last season, we've been sound as anything. And like you say, we've not had out of our old, but we've coped without him. And Davinson Sanchez, in his first season in the Premier League, has been exceptional. And with Dyer, like Dave says, with Dyer sitting in front of that back two, we've got the assurance there that should we need him, he just drops into that back line and, and allows us to sort of switch into a it's back three. It's incredible, isn't it? Like, we, like last season, you think, when Yarm was the first, team on, the first name on the team sheet, yeah. He was seminal to, yeah. to what we did last year. But now Dyer, we think, is Dyer going to fit into this team? Where's he going to go? And he's played every single minute pretty much. It, it shows you that, you know, with, with the terms of the fullbacks and stuff like that, good competition will always push you to be better. No, no matter if you're a footballer, whatever you do in life, good competition like will always push you to be better. And, and that's exactly how Dyer is right now, I think. I'm a big fan of Dyer. Dyer gets his criticism as well. Mm. Like Dyer because he's not flashy, though. Is and he? he's not flashy and he's versatile. And, he's, you know, what is his best position? It's debatable. And it's centre midfield. Is, is I think so, yeah. Centre defensive midfield is his best position. But the fact that, that before we, went, we transitioned to uh, three at the back, we had that season where we'd be playing four at the back, but then Dyer would be holding midfield. Mm. Uh, you know, that season we beat City 5-1, while well, Lane and stuff like that. And, and, uh, was it 4-1? Sorry. Yeah. And, uh, and um, Dyer would sometimes... We would play a, a back five because Dyer would drop so deep. And it was kind of like the early days of doing that. And, um, and that's exactly how I, f- I, f- I find... How how it is with with Dyer, and I I still think that he can do that. Like like if we feel like on Wednesday that we're coming under a lot of attacking pressure, he will just slip back. What well, um, how are you feeling about Wednesday? Um, I think you said something earlier in our WhatsApp group that I massively agree with, which is it just feels like a free hit. Yeah. Whatever happens, happens. We've got we've done better than I thought we would in the Champions League this year. Um, well, honestly, you didn't think we'd get out of the group. I didn't. I didn't. I really. I didn't. I, th- I thought we had a chance, um, but it was more in hope than anything else. Exactly. Yeah. Um, is, is, is it the fact that we don't realise how good we are? Possibly that. I mean, we were a little fortunate in the group that the, the teams we were up against dropped off in quality. In terms, yeah, they, they were having their, they were having a bit of a rough period. Madrid and, and Dortmund were both having a rough time, but um, also, you know, we played fantastically well in all four of those matches. Um, well, you're thinking the Real Madrid are just beating PSG three yeah, one. Yeah, you know this is this yeah. isn't a, this is not a mug club. This is you, you, it doesn't matter how bad Real Madrid are with that level of quality on the pitch. We did incredible stuff. Exactly. And look, like I think that like going back to what what you mentioned earlier is that Juve are a brilliant football team. They are a brilliant football team, and and, and we have no real right in terms of the recent history to, to think that we can go into this fixture and think we're going to dick, dick these cunts. We're not. We don't. We couldn't. But maybe we can. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe we it's can. It's a strange one, isn't it? Like, um, and it, it looked, with just, the Real Madrid result, it, it obviously gave the team confidence, it gave us confidence as fans. As Dortmund well. result. I, I, do you know what? where it started for me? The Bernabeu result. Right? Because. The how nervous were you? I was shitty. Zero expectations. Like my all, all my friends that I go Spurs with went, and I couldn't. I had a really important gig the next day. I couldn't go, 
And I remember sitting there and I wasn't trying to drink. I was sitting at home on my own. And then do you remember um, Benzema hit the post about five, ten minutes in? That's right, yeah. I drank a bottle of wine. (laughs) (laughs) I just drank a bottle of wine. Do do, do you remember who started that midfield? Harry Winks. Harry Winks. Winks. And And he he was great. He he started in the home leg as well. So I I was actually talking on on Bull Street's content and, and stuff I was doing. I was I was saying that this kid is going to be special, and it's, it just again goes back to how good Spurs squad is. Is the fact that we had an influential player, albeit untested, you know, had, has a lot to prove, but had was doing very good stuff before even like in that game, but before last season before he got that the ankle injury. You know, it's it's, inc- it's an incredible thing our, our, our squad, and I think. Harry Winks since coming back, I don't know, he doesn't look fit or a shot of confidence. It's a bit it's, strange, isn't it? It, it is. It is he, he'll come back round. Hopefully he will, for, you know, yeah. not just for us, for England's sake as well, because I feel that like we need that kind of player and I don't want to talk about England, but it's, it's, it's true. Like, uh, he was he was playing so well before that injury and, and it feels like he, I don't know if Poch is, is, is just slowly bedding him in or has lost a bit of confidence in him or just Dembele's been f- f- the old Dembele that... And I'm not going to lie. I'll say it on you know on record that I I was one of the ones that said Dembele might be everyone finished. Everyone did. Everyone did. The beginning of the season because his form was was pants. But um, and know. now it's like uh, uh, like Wendy said though. Yeah. If he if he has a good if Dem- we need Dembele to have a good game on Wednesday. Like and that is so vital and, and not just like you know obviously we've got a lot of key players Kane Eriksen Ali. Uh, you know the, the the back four, you know Vertonghen. They all need to have good games, but Dembele especially needs to have a good game because if Dembele has a good game, the rest of them have a good game because he bosses. He can he can control it. He can control a game of football. So where, where are you at with this, Chris? Where are you at? Where, like, what's your when you visualise ninety minutes? What do you see? The thing, the only thing that concerns me is that Poch tries to be too clever. And by that I mean he he might do something crazy like play Dyer in a back three, play Dembele in one yard in midfield, and 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 basically play Delhi, Ericsson and Kane without Lamilla Orson. Do you anticipate? That? I don't think he will, but it wouldn't completely surprise me. Would you be worried if he had? I would be a bit concerned because we we're not so good when we try and soak up pressure. And I mean, to be fair, we were brilliant at doing that against Dortmund, so there's no reason to say we can't do it again. But the way we dominated the ball against Juventus in the first leg when they were at, they were at home, so you know, on our home turf, if you want to call Wembley home turf, we can. We sh- there's no reason why we shouldn't dominate possession again. And make the most of the extra space on that massive pitch, and, and get Son in down the channels behind their fullbacks. Um, I'd, I'd like to see us try and play the natural game that we normally play because that's us at our best. I hope we don't go into the game. I'm, I'm, I'm a li- I'm confident, and I, and I know that's probably my Spurs brain because we all have it, right? Mm. Uh, but I just hope we, like like Chris said, I don't want us to go in and and try a different. If we play our game and play to our strengths and play good attacking football, you know, we can beat them. Of course we can. You know, and we've got, even if we get a, you know, if we get a draw, then, then we go through, right? Yeah, unless it's a two-all draw. Like a one-all draw will do us. So we don't we have can, to yeah. go hammer and tong. Lads, and I... We, we, if we win this, we're two games away from a semi-final in the Champions League. And this is like folklore for Leeds. 
folklore for them. Do you remember when they did it? And yeah. they bankrupt their club. We yeah. don't have to bankrupt ours. I mean, we're going to get it all. I mean, it would be amazing just to get to the quarters. I think, I think we should make a pack now, and I don't care how fucking rich or skint we are. We get through. We go to the the next round, the away game. Right, we'll see. Fight, and we do, we do, we'll do a live show. What? Where? Wherever it is, I don't know. Whoever we draw, draw against, I've got a feeling the draw amongst Spurs away. <laughs> we'll do a live show on a Ryanair flight. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. All right, that's it for the first half of the Fighting Podcast. Windy, what have you done this week? Have we have got anything? Should, usual update. Should I have a week off? Do you want a week yeah, off? Yeah, have a week off. All right, week off. So basically, what you're about to hear now is is not windy. It's just probably an advert from Acast. Hopefully, fingers crossed. We need the money. Or extra inch advert. I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. Not No, well, it's, it's, it's not a case where you can kind of just go, can you put that in there? <laughs> Unfortunately, they've got those... Pro- uh, we'll, we'll talk about this after. Second half of the fight, we've got a podcast. Uh, no, thank you, Wendy. <laughs> thank you for all my previous work. <laughs> for my many years of loyalty. <laughs> you have. I was speaking to a Norwich fan yesterday about uh, Edwards... Like, uh, got talking to this, like, Norwich season ticket holder for some reason in the pub about Edwards, and they was like, Yeah, his fucking attitude stinks. Like, well, you, you've just, got a bugbear about it. Some, you? It someone, feels like it is just, he's just repeating what he's heard, you know? Like, someone how, how tweeted me, though, saying that he's always out in one of their local bars, like, trying to chirp women and, and not. Really? Yeah, yeah. What, what? That's what you've heard? That's someone, just a Norwich fan, tweeted me saying that he sees him out all the time around Norwich. Really? It's not you're here. You know what it is. Shades. You know what I said. To, I said to this guy yesterday. Shades of uh, Revel Morrison. I hope not. I hope not. He's, but he's, he's that, so, it does feel so like good. that, though, doesn't it? But Revel Morrison is, is was a very very talent, naturally talented footballer. He can get his brain. brain just couldn't get his brain. In or, or, or just that. It, it, just what? It's, it's so hard like, with yeah. human beings. He, football. Being a great footballer is one thing, but having the mental attitude of Harry Kane is such a rare thing. Harry Kane shouldn't be as good as he is. He shouldn't. Like his talent <laughs> at, the be- at the beginning, uh, what we saw, you didn't see a mercurial player. And maybe the way football was then, that it was about that his, his ability required other players to believe in him or he had to believe in himself or the coach himself had to, uh, to be functioned so that it existed towards benefiting Harry Kane. Or maybe his mental aptitude was that he couldn't fail. Uh, who knows? But you hear about these incredible footballers who um, just didn't cut it because their attitude wasn't quite right. And it does like, to play at the level uh, of Spurs uh, where we are currently. You need everything. You need every single thing. You need coaches to believe in you. And the thing is, like you, you, even in everybody's own work, if someone is a dick, I'm not saying that. Marcus said was his uh, at all but if someone's a dick you just don't give them the time you just think alright fuck you mate you, know, you can do what you want to do I'm not going to waste my time on you I hope that isn't what's happening with Marcus Edwards do you, do you know the other thing it is I mean with you're right that you have to have the right mentality but it's not only that you have to have the right mentality to make yourself a better player and force your way into the team whatever it's you have to have the right mentality because Pochettino has those expectations he got rid of all the players that he thought were particularly troublesome or volatile or could cause squad disharmony. And he, he just won't stand for any player being in the squad if they 
potentially could cause a problem. But isn't it the right way to be, yeah. generally? Not, yeah. uh, again, not, not talking about Marcus Edwards specifically, but you have to have everybody on board pulling in the same direction. Yeah, of course you do. And it's, like you say, it's the same in any workplace. If you've got one bad apple in the workplace, it can ruin the atmosphere for everyone. And, you know, as a, someone who manages staff, it does make your life a nightmare if you've got a challenging staff member. who You just end up spending all your time on them. And Koch doesn't want that in his uh, Neil Warnock talking about um, Terraps. So uh, yeah. how how like you, you have to let him just be who he wants to be because he's that good. But look at where QPR now. Like none of them players that he played with are there. And you think maybe if he had just sort of put his foot down and go, actually you're acting like a cunt. I'm not going to give you my time. That for the overall benefit, the general will of the of the club would have been much more um, placated if you just put draw a line in the sand and say if you want to play for this football club. You can't behave this way. Yeah, but that's that's the kind of mentality that that, that Neil Warnock as a manager has, and he's he's got that kind of old British manager mentality. Redknapp would have been the same. Yeah, it's absolutely. all about the players and the, their ability, and, and let them do what they want to do. And and we're not in that age anymore. We're in an age of actually coaching players rather than putting your arm around them and saying you're a good you're a good lad. Go and do what you do. It's about this is your job. And you'll do this job around, you know, to the best of your ability and, and, and how, for the team. Yeah, yeah. And players like Tarrat and Morrison and perhaps. hopefully perhaps yeah. not Edwards. But yeah, yeah. It, it's not in the realms of, of, of posi- you know, it, it's within the realms of possibility that he could be one of them. It's the same players. thing with the Arvero contract. He, he was, you know, he's been offered 110 grand plus bonuses, apparently, that he's turned down. He wants 150 grand guaranteed it's not the fact that he doesn't deserve that money it's the fact that if you've got a player walking around on a fixed feet who isn't pulling towards a greater goal yeah. then that's potentially damaging and for, for I don't know if any of this is true obviously why would I know but if, if Pochettino is looking at his squad everybody else is on performance they've got like a, a, a standard salary 100 grand or whatever it is and everything else is based on performance if you don't believe in the system that we've got here, then perhaps you're not the player that we need, no matter how good you are. I'm not saying don't give Alderweireld 150. I would. I really would. Listen, I sympathise with Alderweireld because he is, on his day and when he's fit, the best centre-back in the league. Mm. Hands down, no question about it, right? Yeah, about that. And he's looking I don't for... Think it's on his day, even. He had a season where he was consistently the best centre-back in the league, yeah. which is amazing. OK, I mean, like, when he's, like, you know, yeah. he's not fully fit this yeah. season and stuff like that. But I'm talking about when, when you've got a fully firing, he's the best, right? Mm. It's his last contract, just at 29 this week, or last week. It's his last contract, he wants to secure some kind of financial future. Right, and I know with the uh, the supporters trust came out with that article about us having the best uh, um, bonus structure in the league, and that's great because I really appreciate that, and I think that's a great way that that it doesn't get reported by the media because the media want you to believe their side of the story. So they say, "Oh, Kane's only on 110, but really he's probably closer on 200 because of his scores, bonuses, yeah. bonuses, and match wins and stuff like that." That's the right? incentive. Yeah, that's why exactly. Now, what do you want? If you ask yourself, now I agree that probably we should bite the bullet and give Alderweire what he wants, right? Because I'd hate to lose a player of his quality who wants to stay, but we just wouldn't meet what he wants, right? And I would hate that. 
But I also like that we're on this bonus structure because if you look at the other side of the coin, you could get a, an Ozil who's on 300 grand a week that walks around the football pitch and knows whatever the fuck he does on he's that football that pitch, up. he's picking that up. And for the duration of and his contract. And that is there's not... No, and there's nothing the club can do That is not on. That's not, that's not correct. And there's nothing a manager can do to motivate him. At Spurs, if you're good enough and you perform well enough, you get on. paid. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You come to Spurs to train, not to play, was the, exactly. the, the famous Pudge quote. So we've been linked with Marcus Royce this week. Um, he's uh, in his last year of his contract, last eight months of his contract, less, I don't know, fucking know, until I have four months of his contract. Dortmund spent a lot of time on the sidelines. Spurs have been linked. I remember um, Joe Chim Lowe saying that he can't curve his runs. He, 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 the, the damage in his knees is, is so significant to the fact that he can't, do a simple thing like curving his run around the defence. Despite that, since he's returned to Dortmund, he's been fantastic, and there's no denying how good a, good a footballer he is. Um, do, do you pay any credence to that? I just can't see Poch gambling on him. We've got too many players who are quite injury-prone as it is now. That, I mean, that's the one thing about our squad that does concern me, that we've got Dembele, Alvareld, Lamella... Wanyama, who always just seem to pick up constant niggles, and Winks now looks like another one who's getting a lot of injuries and taking quite a lot of time to recover. Rose will be another one. So to, go, to take a gamble on another player who misses long periods through injury doesn't feel very tough to me. Against uh, Huddersfield, uh, sorry, uh, Rochdale rather, um, he, he brought on Ali and Dembele. Did you have any kind of reservations about that? Or does he believe... Can you, as a manager, can you really worry about the fact that players could pick up an injury? It, I did think it was risky, given the conditions. I mean, it was horrendous out there. The, although, having said that, not not many players were falling over. There weren't too many players losing their footing, so maybe it was better than it looked. Um, but And also, the sting had gone out of the game. Rochdale weren't really... It's not as if they were flying as challenges or pressing. It was quite low intensity, so it was probably just for a run-out's sake, and maybe they were just saying, gaffer, get me on, I want to play some minutes. So maybe not too much of a concern, but um, he hasn't given many players a full rest, has he? The the rotation's been there, but he does normally keep them on the bench and bring them on. Mm. Can I just briefly go back to Edwards for a sec? I was looking for this quote that um, Norwich's manager said, um, because when you start talking about him, David, I remember that I've seen something today. And their manager, Daniel Fark, said he's improved a lot in terms of his attitude, but he can still grow up a bit more. And also we have to work on his strengthening and strengthening his body to help his endurance and power. So let's hope that the rumours about his attitude are just nonsense. And that yeah, it's all yeah. about his physical conditioning, because it would be such a shame if it was if he was to go down the most. You've hyped him up, but also Pochettino has. Yeah. You know, comparing him to Messi. Yeah. That's going to go... It's a kid. It's going to go to your head. Yeah. But maybe that was but, a mistake. But, but I, I don't want people to think that we're just assuming that this is all correct because we don't We don't know. And I've heard things to the contrary that he's actually... He's focused and he's calm and he, he does try and keep out of trouble. And It's just... You don't know what to believe unless you're a par- his parent or someone who's close to him. You, you're going by rumours, aren't you? So it's, uh, Pochettino is the first non-European manager to win 100 Premier League games. I mean, it's great. But I hate all these sort of stats. I mean, it's a bit, it's it's a bit of a nothing stat. It's a nothing stat. But why does that matter? There is a bit of something there, though, isn't there? Because European managers, in theory, should find it easier to kind of slot into the Premier League way of life because it's not so much an adjustment. Whereas for him, it's a big adjustment. Well, he, played, he played a lot of his That's footballing thing, in Europe, isn't it? didn't That's he? The so it's, 
Well, if you look at his, his, uh, um, his, his teacher, his guru, is uh, Bielsa. And Bielsa's never been able to hold down a job. He's, mm. he's con- constantly in conflict with, with clubs, falling out with directors. There's no, denou- there's, there's no doubt in um, Bielsa's ability as a manager. He's done incredible things. He did with Betis when... Um, sorry, Belbao, when uh, Lorente led the line. And when he, he played Man United in the, in the league, um, Europa League, it was an incredible football team. He's, like, Bielsa had great ideas but doesn't have the temperament of Pochettino. Like Pochettino's ability to um, mould the media, to, to, un- to, to, to understand the, 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 few, the, 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 the gravity of what he's saying at all times. I think that, that there's no... It's not a coincidence of the fact that he... Well, not a coincidence. It's not, there's, it wasn't a mistake where he refused to talk in English it's, for, for it's Southampton when he could clearly talk... You know, he knows he knows the, the the value of his words. And the thing is, like, he doesn't say very much, and he doesn't give very much away. But you listen to the way that Dan Kilpatrick and Jack Pitbrook spoke about him on the podcast we did on the Extra Inch. They love they love the guy as, and that's from a journalism perspective. That's not from a Spurs perspective. They really love spending time in his press conferences and getting to know him, and they find him fascinating. And that's someone who doesn't really say a great deal. He doesn't give them quote-worthy statements. He just is a nice guy who is warm and engaging. And like you say, he's got the media lapping out the palm of his hand, really. Yeah. yeah. He's nailed it. Uh, this is a, a statement rather than a question sent in. I don't know who, who it was from, because... Um, oh, it's, it's that. It's running. the two-parter. Oh, is it? Yeah. OK. Uh, Spurs finish fourth, Chelsea finish fifth and win the Champions League. Woodwich finish sixth and win the Europa League. Spurs miss out on Champions League qualification next year how much dread does this fill you with and uh, why are we as Spurs fans intrinsically programmed to think this way I think it's just <laughs> it's just because of that Chelsea result wasn't it uh, yeah <laughs> I mean we we did everything we, we more than deserved to be in the Champions League that yeah. year and Chelsea won it's because it's happened before but that isn't the Spurs that we have now that no. was a red nap Spurs team and not that we you know they, we did great uh, Bale was incredible that season but don't worry about that I just want to say Callum Hain from, Hames from Facebook I hate you for even putting that idea into my head Did you not know I, about I, I, I wasn't even thinking I didn't realise that could be a thing it's a, yeah well I always knew it was a thing because I've got that kind of <laughs> from that, that year Chelsea won the Champions League Scott, I flipped the table in a pub I got kicked out <laughs> I remember I went to the cash point and I and Robin got uh, the penalty and my mate called me and said, get back here, they've got a penalty. I thought, yeah, run back. And I see him miss that penalty and I just knew. I yeah. knew, I knew. You knew it was happening. And I remember sitting there after, I sat there for about 10 minutes after that result and I just was sitting watching, you know, just the, all, my life flashed before my eyes and then I just flipped this table of glasses and in this, like, proper Irish pub in East London, like, everybody... You know, I got kicked. I got kicked out, and then my missus at the time had to come pick me up, and I was, she was driving me home. And everyone I saw in a Chelsea shirt, I was winding down the window trying to fight them. It was a very dark time. I was like, <laughs> Bow's gonna leave us now. You know, Redknapp's gonna leave us now, and that was the worst two thoughts in my head. I was like, you know, like genuinely was one of the worst things it was that's happened so to Spurs bad. in our lifetime. It was, it was, still, it was nothing and it to just do with sums. It, but that's that's Spurs, isn't it? That's. And then they changed the rule the year after. Oh. It is, and, and, and there's, we've, 
we've managed to engineer a situation where we could still go out. You know, like yeah. <laughs> in the history of football, this sh- this shit doesn't happen. Listen, we, let's not fathom this idea we're because finished, we're finished it's second, not going to. I mean, Chelsea going to go out to Barcelona, and we could, we'll sleep easy, right? Okay. Uh, so Nelson Nazar on Twitter, he says, um, Spurs will win the treble if if you give me one of the uh, these things for a year. If you give a, up one of these things, for give a year. up. Sorry, give up one of these things for a year. A sex, B alcohol, three carbohydrate, uh, C carbohydrates, D music, E Ricky. <laughs> Which one if, would you give up? <laughs> so, so, all, all of these things are important to me. Carbohydrate. <laughs> where, where, where are you at? Dave. I can. I'll, I'll drop Ricky for. I'll, I'll drop him. But I couldn't because. Uh, yeah, but like you know, I've, you know, I'm, I'm new to this setup, so I can, I'll, I'll drop. I'll drop Ricky. Ricky's not going to be happy. I'll about. right hook him on my way out. Oh, <laughs> I'm not really. I really like Ricky. He works with one of my best friends as well. That we found out in life. Yeah, it's don't true. mention where he works. Yeah, no, but he does. No, no, it's fine. But he does, uh, which is is crazy. Uh, carbohydrates maybe is probably the road I should go down. How important is sex to you guys? Well, that's very important. Does it mean all sexual activity? It feels like that, yeah. Like, did, like, forget. I'm not a fan of blowjobs, though. I couldn't. I couldn't. I don't know what. I, I don't know. You, you like a blowjob? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Really like carbs. Really <laughs> <laughs> that's the most windy thing I've ever heard in my white, life. White black. Like, we're, we're going. <laughs> I love bread. And I love what, chips. what do you like? What do you? What, what do you? Hold on, Wendy. What do you like? Do you like? Uh, do you like blowjobs or do you like uh, <laughs> bread? Would you, would you, would you <laughs> more, really more enjoyment like out of bread and carbs and pizza? I don't know. You, do you know a fresh loaf of bread. You know, there's something special. The smell, oh man, you know the what? smell, and then the, when the butter melts because it's Woolwich is the most profitable brand in, in, in England. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. Like they clean up because people I'm, like I'm, nice I'm bread. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good bread. It's good bread. I'd probably give up music. And no, I, ten years ago, there was so absolutely no way I'd have yeah. said that. I was a massive music head. I was so um, into music. No, no, I like Ricky, so I, I feel bad for saying that now. So, uh, sorry, Rick. Um, um, I should give up alcohol. alcohol. I should is I, that you should, and yeah, yeah. it's bad for you. And if it, someone removed so, it all from me immediately, then I, I'd give up alcohol. I mean, you've got you've got drugs, so you can you can just. <laughs> Keep taking drugs. I don't yeah, take drugs. drugs. So what am I going to do for fun? Yeah, but drugs. Drugs. Oh, are, I don't take drugs either. I'm with Chris actually. But drugs. Drugs are. Um, they come like intrinsically linked yeah. to alcohol. But the thing is, if you give up alcohol, then what you're going to do? You just. You, but if you you don't give up, you've still got sex. You could go to like swingers parties and sex parties. Who's going to? What, can you imagine me? That's fun, man. Don't. I'm, I'm not saying they're not fun. Picture in your head for a second me at swingers party. Ludicrous. There's tons of people like oh, you. Please it's, let it's, me take you to a swingers party. <laughs> I just want to see, like, whoever picks out your car key from the bowl, I'll be like, yes, it's Wendy's. <laughs> is that a real it's, thing? About car keys in the bowl? What do you I think thought... I'm a, a swingers party's connoisseur? I don't know. What are you just saying? Have you been to I've been right? to a few kind what of happened? masquerade what? parties where people have their, their, their dicks and vaginas out. But, what? you know. So really... what, what happened? Did you partake? I'll tell you off the pod in it. No, 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 no. You're here to make people laugh. You I, um, now. I may have partaked and it was fun. It was fun, man. <laughs> it was fun. People are very open-minded. They're very different-minded in that sense where, like, it's not kind of a taboo thing. It's not a taboo... Sex is just a, another thing that we crave as a human being. Yeah, absolutely. And it's great. 
and it's it is is great. Uh, so I'll take you to one of them, Windy. You give up, we'll give up alcohol. We'll all start swinging. That's how we'll get our kicks. What, on what Route if, you, 66. if you give up alcohol and start poppers? <laughs> start poppers. Is poppers the one that opens your arsehole? I mean, that is one of their uses. They start, yeah, they yeah. Why would why why it's are you very asking 80s, me isn't to? It, poppers. Yeah, very eighties. But you get them in gay clubs no, no, still. No. They call it gold. No, something. They do liquid do. gold. Liquid. <laughs> <laughs> Flav knows. Because I know. Like, I've been involved. Not, not in... <laughs> not, 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 I, can't, oh. I can't say I've ever had my arsehole opened up by a, um, a popper. But, you know... You've they, had your arsehole opened up by something else? A big dick. Big Rick. Yeah, <laughs> big, big dick. Anyway, um, this has been a fight. We've got Are we finished? <laughs> yeah, we're finished. Oh, we're finished. Oh. Uh, unless you've got anything else to talk about. Um, no. No, no. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, remember, we've got uh, Dembele t-shirts on sale as we speak. Return to form for Dembele. Buy the t-shirts to support the return of form. Um, we've got lots of exciting stuff coming up. Uh, we think that the Paul Robinson evening is going to be on the 20th of April, which is the Brighton away game. On Friday night. On Friday night. I'm in Asia and I don't get to meet Paul Robinson now and I'm very sad. Yeah, you are sad, but it's still going to happen. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's that. There's there's lots of cool stuff going on. So make sure you check out all of our social. Love the shirt on Twitter. The Fighting Cock on, um, on Facebook. Facebook. Um, you can find, because you didn't do the Root Youth update, you can find up Windy Coy's yeah, it's coys for come on you Spurs. Yeah. I like it when you do my brand for me. <laughs> do, do you ever think like come on you Spurs? Does that the, the sexual element ever cross your head? I get a tweet about that probably at least once a week. Really? Yeah. yeah. And what? Are you, and you? It's like, that's such a childish, stupid thought. I've never thought of that. Very childish. Like, it's very, very childish. Coming on you Spurs. No, nah. all right, just made them. All right. Thank you very much. Come on you Spurs. Come on you Spurs. Smashing you, babe. All day. We're going to get pissed on Wednesday, I'll tell you that. Podcast Network. Sports Social 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 Podcast Network. 
Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo-advisors? Plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting to know you always comes first. Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at fbfs.com protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.